0: Welcome everyone to this episode of the Palmetto Guardian. I'm Sergeant Chelsea Weaver. And I'm Specialist Anna Grace Cato. And today we have some very special guests with us. Um, And we have a little bit of a different recording situation going on. Um, We have a call in from the Air Guard. And then we also have Chaplain Denny in the studio with us. So um, the audio and video might look a little different. But we definitely wanted to have a component from Air and Army here with us today to talk about resiliency. So... During the holidays, specifically. So, um, Chaplain Denny, we'll start with you, if you can just introduce yourself.
1: Okay. Hey, I'm Chaplain Denny. I'm full-time support chaplain for the South Carolina National Guard.
0: Awesome. And, sir, uh, the Air Guard chaplain, I'm going to have you introduce yourself to everybody.
2: Awesome. I'm Chaplain Whitley. I'm with the 169 Fighter Wing.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you both so much for taking the time to be here with us today. Um, I'm glad we were able to still make this happen, even though we are doing a call-in. That's why I'm glad that we have the capabilities to be able to do this, that way that we can still involve others who aren't in the Columbia area. So thank you both for taking the time uh, to be here with us today. Um, So let's just jump right in. Uh, Let's do it. Who wants to start resiliency around the holidays? What what are some good tips and tricks for us soldiers and airmen out there?
1: Chaplain Whitley, I'll defer to you to start. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I appreciate that. You're welcome.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> well, I appreciate that. <clears throat> you know, this time of year can be it can be dark for uh, for some people. To be honest, um, you know, we look at the holiday season as joyous, uh, parties, time of celebration. But for ones um, that have Experienced a loss or a grieving, it can be dark, and um, you know I encourage others to you know find strength first, you know within themselves. You know we um, have a spiritual um, enabler in us. You know uh, we all don't have to be a, a religious type, but we have some type of spiritual belief, something that that empowers us. So you know you want to first look at yourself, look what you can handle. You know don't put too much on your <clears> on <throat> the expectations of yourself to do too much but always be in touch, um, you know, with your, with your inner energy, I'd say, you know, we talk about the four pillars of spiritual resiliency and that's the, you know, the mental, spiritual, physical, and the, um, social aspect. If I got those right, mental, physical, spiritual, and social, but those four run hand in hand. And if one is out of balance, you know, more likely it's going to affect the other one. So on the air side, we talk about those four pillars, Uh, for yourself to just keep those in mind and, um, you know, not to overload yourself, especially during these holidays.
1: And I would, I would add, and you, you started alluding to it, uh, the power of no, (laughs) right? I mean, so uh, it, it can be overwhelming trying to make everyone happy and you're not going to. And uh, what, whether it's, trying to find the perfect gifts or trying to make it to every party or to every family outing. Uh, Sometimes you just need to be able to say no so you can have some time for yourself to reflect on what the season may mean to you from a spiritual standpoint or just say no for you and your family. Uh, I remember we used to go up to Pennsylvania all the time. And we'd be split in time between Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New Jersey, back to Pennsylvania, and then we'd drive back to South Carolina, and then before you know it, we're back at work. And it was great seeing the family, don't get me wrong, but it was chaotic in the process. And having to deal with traffic through 95 and traffic through D.C. and Baltimore, and it, it, it was just overwhelming. And uh, so... If you find that the holidays are more exhausting than exhilarating, maybe it's time to take some stock in what you're doing and evaluate some of those things and, and see what you can say no to. I understand you won't be able to say no to <laughs> grandma or grandpa or Mima, Pepa, whatever you call them, um, yep. or, or, or your parents, but th- there is definite strength and value and saying no to some of those outlier things. You don't have to do everything, you don't have to make everything, and you don't have to make everyone happy when at the end of the day you feel exhausted.
0: Yeah, that's a great point because, I mean, when, at least for my family, like when I was younger we had all these traditions, and then everybody's families got bigger. And so it's hard to get everybody together at one time because everybody then th- your siblings they have another side of the family that you don't have and and it can be hard and um I'm also from Pennsylvania so I know the feeling of having to constantly go back and forth right. um and what we started doing is either celebrating before or after Christmas or the holidays or in general just because it's easier for me and my family to go up there and try to make time to, have one day where we all get together versus everybody trying to come here. And so, but also, too, being able to not stress about it having to happen on a specific day. Right. Like, we're okay with ha- have spending holidays mm. before or after, and we still have fun. So, it doesn't necessarily have to be that specific day. It could be, I know a lot of people do stuff Christmas mm. Eve with their family so that Christmas Day they don't have to. Or New Year's, maybe they do, like, a big New Year's party mm. or something so that that way – Cause I mean, you're going from Thanksgiving and then straight into and two more holidays. Right. So it is hard to fit it all in. So finding different ways to meet, like finding different ways to still be able to spend time with everybody during the holidays without go like driving yourself insane, basically, because you're trying to make it all happen. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. And and just trying to make everyone happy, you're not going to be able to do it. You're not going to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. You can try, but you're going to fail. If you're gonna fail, might as well go down in flames and have some <laughs> have some time to yourself while you do it.
0: Yeah. So, is there any um, any tips or advice that either of you two have um, about saying no? Like, what are ways that people can approach different situations, or how can people deal with those feelings of not feeling like that they are living up to all these different expectations?
2: Mm. I can take that first. I- I guess first you just set boundaries and I was thinking of all the traveling that you two do back in, you know, back and forth in Pennsylvania. I live in North Carolina and my family is is here locally and even having local uh, contacts and family, it still is stressful. So uh, my wife and I, we've set boundaries, set schedules. And because we know, at least with with young children, there's going to be a limitation to their strength and their ability to endure all these different activities. And, you know, for Thanksgiving, sometimes in the past, we've had to eat two to three meals. I mean, it can just be overwhelming. (laughs) So I would say first, you need to go ahead and set those expectations and then set limitations for yourself.
1: Right. And I would also include set a budget for yourself. Hmm. Uh, so a lot of times people find themselves, and Chelsea, as you were saying, the extended family, right? So each year you go to this, your, your family, and now all of a sudden you got an extra nephew or niece or a grandkid sneaks in there somehow, and <laughs> you don't know where this this kid came from, and, and, and now you've got, <clears throat> you're, you find yourself, well I gave everyone else a gift I, I can't let this person mm-hmm. go without so set a budget for yourself and uh and maybe it's time to re look at how you're doing things maybe it turns into instead of getting gifts for everyone it turns into a white elephant thing or you pull names out of a hat mm-hmm. uh, so those are some of the boundaries as well that I think chaplain Whitley is talking about and also um sit and take stock of what traditions are negotiable and which ones aren't. And if going to see grandma and grandpa is a a tradition that you need to uphold, then by all means, go see grandma and grandpa. But if going to a a neighborhood party, right, which could be, again, an extra expense or, or time away, um maybe that's a negotiable and say well maybe that's not as important as going and seeing family and grandma and grandpa that kind of stuff so really have that communication with your significant other or even yourself and find out what's really important what matters and where what you really value and if you really value those neighbors and you decide to do it, and then by all means jump in, go for it, have fun, no regrets. Uh, but then don't be kicking yourself later when you're like, "Oh, I'm so exhausted," <laughs> right? Because I mean, that's a decision you made. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, so look through some of those, some of those uh, relationships that you feel are must preserve relationships, or those parties or outings that that you're like, "Well." It's okay if if I don't go. The world's not going to end.
0: Yeah. Now, um, Chaplain uh, Whitley, when we first started, you were talking about um, like this time of year can be hard for people because of a loss or something like that. Do you have any advice for people who are having those feelings? Like what are things they can do to kind of break out of that funk or um, be able to – live in memory of those people and and still have a good time during the holidays and not feel like they're just hovered with this black cloud over them and they just can't enjoy anything
2: yeah this can be a difficult time and chaplain did alluded to that uh, you know traditions you know traditions can be hard uh, as well but what you can do is start a new tradition you know just think of someone you know maybe they were the one that cut the turkey or they're the one who lit the candle but now you can take these new uh, these new traditions and create something for the future. Um, you know, being creative um, with your talents. You know, you could um, you know write poem poems, or you could um, um, just think of you know how that think of the memories that you experienced with that person, and um, allow, allow that to empower you. Uh, it just depends on you know what what empowers you what gives you the motivation um you know each person's different it, it all is all it all circles back especially when we talk about you know the the scheduling you know if you're sitting in a room and you just experience the the loss of someone and uh, envision them sitting in that chair across the room you know that's going to be difficult but if you have people there around you um you know providing laughter providing the conversation of memories you shared with people that will help you as well. Um, The last thing you want to do, you know, is to be alone during this time. I know you don't want to overload yourself, but you don't want to be alone and um, dwelling on the past. So just focus on the future and um, provide resources and individuals around you that will support you during these difficult times.
0: Chaplain Denny, do you have anything to add to that?
1: Yeah, I don't think it's wrong to continue to say the name and remember them much like we do here in the guard, right? I mean, what we try to say the names of those brothers and sisters that we've lost as often as possible, just as a reminder of the impact they've made on our lives. And I don't think there's anything wrong with, um, you know, if if someone's no longer with us, it doesn't mean that they're still not with us in spirit or in, in, in memory, so to Chaplain Whitley's point, I think it's okay to share some stories, um, but it's not okay to stay stuck there. You know, it, it's okay to uh, sure. talk about how your loved one used to do this at Christmas or how they used to wear the, just that God awful ugly sweater or, or or whatever. Maybe they bring the Swedish meatballs or whatever, you know, it, it's yeah. okay to, to talk about that. And, um, because everyone else is feeling that loss as well, address the elephant in the room and, mm-hmm. um, and relish those memories. It, it's okay to do that. And, and to chaplain whitley's point also is maybe make new traditions so if if your family has gone through a series of losses um maybe each year is is you're about ready to say a prayer or or sit around the, the the table to eat you just say their name and bring up a memory and and then do the then someone else do the next one then the next person the next person and that that just means that they're still there with you, but uh, just not in body. So it's okay to remember them without uh, totally shutting them off. But you also have to be wary on the flip side. Other people may not like that, may not want that. They've, they've kind of moved on, and just because they've moved on and doesn't mean that they've forgotten. But, that again, that's something you might need to discuss as a family or as a group to, to what that looks like. Um, but I think it's absolutely okay to continue to to bring them up, and in doing so, the younger nieces, nephews, grandkids will also get to learn a little bit about their lineage and their family history about that crazy uncle, <laughs> fill in the name that would that they hear stories about, and so that person then continues to live, e- even in their death.
0: Um. So let's kind of gear more back towards the resiliency part of it. What are ways that people can come out of the holidays? Because, I mean, after the holidays, there's the new year, and then everybody wants to set new goals and everything, but that can also be a lot for somebody. Mm-hmm. So how can soldiers and airmen's, airmen and even their family members, how can they come out of the holiday? holiday season more resilient and ready to take on those new challenges or ready to set new goals. um, What are some things that they could do for that?
1: If you want to tackle 2024 head on, make your resolutions, make your goals small, find some victories, have some victories with it uh, because so often we set out to, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. Is that reasonable? No. I, may, I All right. For me, it's not. Okay. <laughs> Knowing myself, it's not. But if, if, if I want to lose five pounds by the end of February, that's an attainable goal. And then once you get some momentum and with some little wins, then you can continue to parlay those little wins into bigger wins. Um, but the worst thing you can do is set high unattainable goals. And then by the third week in January – Mm -hmm. you've you've realized that you're in over your head, you're frustrated, you're deflated, and you're like, why bother? And so it could and same with finances. You know, if if your goal is to save X amount of money, start small, start with 50 bucks a month or 100 bucks a month, whatever it may be, and see where you're at with your comfort level with that. And then then the next month go from 100 to 120. And you'll find your threshold at some point but the main thing is to just start start small start smart and find some quick wins to help you build momentum moving forward
2: yeah I like that as well you know you can definitely look back at where you've come and use what you've learned you know, to move forward you know each year brings new opportunities and we all go through battles in our valleys and as we look upon the new year you know it can be a time of refreshment a time of a renewal you know, it depends on, uh, you know, if you've experienced loss or 2023 was an awesome year, you know, we, we all experienced different things. And I think, um, uh, Jeff and Dean was, was correct. You know, just get those small victories first get those, uh, wins in your sails, which will give you some momentum moving forward. And as you check the box for the first goal, you know, move on to the next one and that will empower you to, to move forward to the next one. It's just, uh, it's just, uh, it's uh, more of a marathon, you know, each year's not a sprint, but it's more of a marathon that we need to pace ourselves at. And uh, once you get that breathing, you know, get that runner's wind, as they say, uh, you know, things will probably start turning your way.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And Stephen Covey in his Seven Habits of Highly Effective People talks about uh, begin with the end in mind. And so when you start looking forward, Say, why, why do I want to start this goal now? What is it about this goal? And vision it, have 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 a vision board or have it be very clear with detail in your mind as to where you're going and why you want to get there. So just know your why behind each of those goals that you're setting for yourself.
0: Yeah, I know both of you have brought up like really good points. Um, and I'm glad that we're talking about this now because, I mean, this time of year is a difficult time for, for most, honestly, especially with different people who are going through different situations and mental health issues, and being around family can be overwhelming and all that kind of stuff. But for anyone who's listening or watching, airman, soldier, family, retired, veteran, whoever, um, what are some resources? I know that there are some similar resources for air and army, but I know there are different ones as well. So could each of you kind of explain some of the resources that are out there for uh, our service members?
1: Okay, so just so I understand correctly. So if someone's having, whether it's uh, feel feel depression, feel feel blues or the blahs, or um, Mm -hmm. they're struggling just to get up in the morning or to find some purpose in the day, Mm -hmm. who who can they go talk to? Yeah. Okay, Chaplain Whitley, now that I've framed the question. (laughs) (laughs) all right well i'll take that
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i was gonna i'll go two routes i'll i'll go and give the uh, formal information so of course you as chaplains we want to be there for you you know we're that ministry of presence even if it's just to listen so for me um the best way to get up with the chaplain at the 169 fighter wing is to call the command post and that's 803-647-8238 but, of course, if you're at that point where you believe there's, you know, no going forward or you're at that point where um, I'm thinking I may, you know, hurt myself, you need to call the 988 number, 988. And that's the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Of course, we, we do not want you to, to, uh, to get to that point. But, you know, we never know what you're going through. But, you know, we, we care, deeply care for you and have resources available. Um, another number I'll throw out there is our Military and Family Life Counseling, um, and that's 803-530-8133. So there's three numbers for you um, that provide individuals to speak to you. If you want someone locally, we're there for you. Um, there's also those national numbers. Um, going back to a, a personal perspective, you know, we talked about you know activities like writing or art but um, one thing I use is these—they're uh, called Corona Cards. Corona Cards. Hmm. They're uh, activity cards for you to reflect on um, the past, but also reflect on the future. So if you're at a good point where you think just activities or reflection would be good, try to give uh, um, try to give those type of resources a uh, shot. And I'm sure there's all, multiple books out there as well. I'm not a psychologist, um, but just take a look at uh, the top. Uh, holiday blues books that are out there on Amazon. I'm, I'm sure there'd be some quick resources to per, uh, provide information as well.
1: And you brought up some great points and, and thank you for those phone numbers. Um, one of the things that I have been trying to do is journal. And mm-hmm. what the, what journaling allows you to do is some introspection. Why am I feeling this way? What? Why is it that today was a good day, but yesterday wasn't. Uh, and also, I also always try to have a list on the side of what I'm grateful for. It could be two, three things that you're grateful for the day, or maybe someone said a kind word to you when you needed it, or maybe all the lights were green on your way to work. <laughs> you know, it's some, something as simple as that. Uh, but take stock in those things that have happened to you that you're grateful for. And then when you start to journal, there's simple questions that you can have, but don't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself with journaling. Just wh- wherever your head and the pen decide to go, go with it, unfiltered. And uh, it, it, it helps you to process what's going on. And it, it's amazing when, when you stop filtering yourself what you can learn from yourself when you write it down. Um, So that's just a a resource that everyone has available to them right right wherever they are. Um, Who are your trusted friends? If you don't feel comfortable talking with someone from the military, who are your trusted friends or family that Mm -hmm. have gotten you through difficult times in the past? Um, And there's also all kinds of organizations outside the military as well. There's Big Red Barn. There's Upstate Warrior Solutions. There's um, the vet centers, I think, vet centers throughout Mm -hmm. the state. Uh, So there's all kinds of resources. But my guess is that you are more resilient than you give yourself credit for. And. If you start having some confidence in yourself and understanding that we're all made for a purpose, and once you identify what that purpose is, and maybe you're struggling with that, but that's where journaling can help. Um, but really, finding where your passions are, what your purpose is, and setting those goals, as we had talked about towards that, those little, those little subtle changes. That you can make in your life suddenly start to take off and you start to flourish a little bit more. And I would also ask that when people are feeling lethargic or they're feeling depressed, how are you sleeping? What are you doing to improve your sleep? Because sleep is such a huge, huge component to how our outlook is. Uh, when we sleep, that's where our brain heals. And if we're drinking to put ourselves to sleep, we're not getting good sleep hygiene. If we're only sleeping four to five hours a day, our brain hasn't fully healed and we're not getting into some deep REM sleep. So so there are some things that you can do to take some, do some self-diagnostic checks to find out why you may be feeling some of these things that you're feeling. And, uh, but a lot of people have the tools within themselves to to get themselves out of a funk. But if you need the extra assistance, please know that there are resources available. Some of what Chaplain Whitley had talked about and some of those that I had mentioned.
0: Awesome. Well, again, I want to say thank you both so much for being a part of the podcast today. Um, Chaplain Whitley, especially you, uh, thanks for calling in with us. We don't do this very often. Especially I-
1: him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, Especially. Yeah. I'm just playing. No, absolutely. It's, yeah. It was great to, sorry I couldn't see you, but it was great to hear your voice again. <laughs> Thank you.
0: But, um, all right. Well, if you guys like this video, make sure you give it a big thumbs up. If you haven't subscribed to our channel, make sure you hit the subscribe button, and we will catch you guys in the next episode.